I'm Jason. And I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Timbeers. Talk about soccer, beer, and pretty much whatever else we want. How you doing, buddy? I'm uh, doing pretty good. A little tired, though. A little tired. You're a little tired? A little tired. I got wheels of screaming. Came out of that Timbers game just recently, uh, yeah. this evening. Yeah. Yeah. Beat down. Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I caught the second half of the game. You caught the second half? Second half of the game. Yeah, I didn't, we'll, get, didn't get home in time for the first part. We'll certainly go into that here a little bit later, but uh, we are out and about once again, hanging out here in Tigard on the border of King City. Why don't you tell us about it, Gary? Uh, we're actually out on Hops on Tap. Uh, finally got an interview with these guys. We've been trying to, to lock this down for the last couple of weeks. Uh, listeners, if you remember, we actually got two of the three owners on a partial interview when we did the Cooper Mountain uh, interview. So we've got, uh, the, the great thing is, is we now have all three of the owners. Um, you're going to get the first two right now, uh, and then we'll, we'll get the third one just in a little bit later. So I'm going to go ahead and have you guys introduce yourselves to the listeners, and we'll go from there. So, I'm David Hartman. I'm the minor owner. <clears throat> oh, I'm Joe Renee Hartman. I am the senior partner. So, uh, so this this year we are focusing out on two different fronts. Uh, we are focusing on the homebrew shops, which uh, last week we were over at Main Brew over in Hillsboro, profiling those guys. And, um, and then this is, I believe, our third uh, interview with the Tap House. And really talking about the tap house market and really profiling some of our favorite tap houses in and about town. So it's cool that you guys, uh, we were able to connect with you guys because, again, this is a great place uh, that we've come, certainly with the release of your beer in the past. And then uh, both, both Gary lives on the Beaver side, but pretty close up there to Cooper Mountain Ale Works. Yeah. And uh, I'm a Tiger guy, so uh, someplace that's in the city that we would frequent. So... Thanks for allowing us to come. Thank you for being here. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the tap house industry and how things are going uh, for you guys here in Tigard on the border of King City. Probably a little bit different clientele, say that you were next to a university down at Portland State or someplace like that. Oh, very much. Very much. Um, So let's talk a little bit about how business is going and then tell tell the listeners a little bit about your business and kind of where you're at and again, showcase uh, Hops on Tap. Okay, well, we've been here for almost three and a half years. Um, Our clientele is an amazing group of people from young kids who are together, young kids who are together who live at up here at the apartments just above us, to the affluent people up on Bull Mountain who come down this way, to the King City and Summerfield residents who are in their autumn years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> older than me and I'm already old so I mean we just we have they uh, are our age dear. they're older they're older than us. so we have a, we have a, a really unusual cross section of people who come in here um, business at Hobbs on Tap has been great um, we've seen a huge amount of growth from last year to this year month to month it's been I don't know what fired that suddenly but we've just seen a huge uptick in business in the last four or five months um I don't know what else you want to hear from me about yeah. the tap house. So you guys are in, you guys are located in Tigard. We are in on, Tigard. 
border of King City and Tigard here yep. on 99W, and specifically we're looking at 99W and what's the cross street? Royalty Parkway. Okay. Um, it's the only Safeway in Tigard. So if you find the Safeway in Tigard sign, you you will find us because we're in the same parking lot. Right. Right across the street from Sherry's, landmark for the yep. uh, younger crowd, college crowd. Yeah. I guess late at night. And then uh, grocery outlets across the street from that. So if you right. hit those, you can see it. There's a Carl's Jr. here. This, for the old-time listeners that might know, this was the original coffee, one of the original coffee people in, right? So yep. Yep. I could get a Black Tiger milkshake, and now I can get a uh, some sort of dark beer, right? There so you go. Coffee beer. There so. you go. When we, first, when we first started remodeling, we went up to the attic, and we found some of their signs. Really? And, stuff, and one of our friends used to be one of their baristas, and we, she won Barista of the Year for them. And then 20 years later, she won Winemaker of the Year. So we, we took her over the sign and said, here you go. 2006, you could get a, a 12-ounce latte for $1.25. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, old school. So talk to me a little bit about beer selection. So uh, each tap house does it a little bit different. Some are uh, distributor-led where the distributors are really heavy on what they want to see served, and people go along with that. Um, others, like Room 122, was very, like, no, we are going to hand select what we want for the clientele that we've got. And there's others that are kind of in between and balanced. How do you select your tap handles? Because you guys are doing something different than others. Um, what are you doing? What's your What's your secret? Our goal is to stay west of the Rockies. Okay. So it's, I mean, Colorado obviously has stuff on both sides of the Rockies. So if, if the Rockies, it's still going to be Colorado. It's west of the Rockies. But, so Rocky Mountain, Mountain yeah. States, states work. Yeah, anything <clears> west of them. And then, and again, local. Smaller tap, smaller breweries that need to get the exposure. So you know, it's like that's why I met the gentleman from Cooper Mountain and Three Mugs and right. Public Coast because they're small still and they need and we needed help. They needed help and we just kind of had this little family out there of the smaller brewers who we kind of help support. And we do have the big bad boys like you know Hop Valley and Nicasi and Timbrell, but we try to focus more on the smaller guys. That's great. So local breweries or small breweries that you've profiled. Um, we talked about Cooper Mountain. You mm-hmm. certainly have profiled them. What other local Tiger, Tualatin, Sherwood type beers have you had on tap? Uh, Long oh. Brewing from, Long Bre- from Newburgh. Yeah. Who's yeah? Nobody knows who they are. <laughs> We've been there. We actually interviewed okay. him yeah. last year. Okay. So. Yeah. Great. Um, Great guy. Three Mugs is one of our favorites. Right. Uh, Public Coast from down at Cannon Beach, which is not real close, but. They've been real popular with us. Um, We've done when when Ancestry was still smaller. You know, they were with us. Yeah. Um, uh, we did uh, a couple from Smockville. Okay. Um, G-Man, G-Man from Tualatin, yeah, who's a new yeah. one. Yeah. We've and had them in. We're going to have them in for a tap takeover uh, next Wednesday. Yeah, you heard it here. Soon. Tap takeover yeah. hops on tap. Yeah, this Wednesday is actually Montevilla Brew Works from North Portland. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, so. so what about Tiny Wolf or any of those got little guys there? I have not had Tiny Wolf in yet. They, um, they came in and saw us, and we okay. said, great, when you're ready, come back and see us, and we've never <laughs> seen them again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and they've got their own tap house, well, too, right? The so they're doing their the thing. Self distributors, guys that self-distribute are hard to grab because they don't, if they don't visit you, you don't know they're out there. Right, absolutely. And so... And they become harder to order from. Yeah. Totally. Um, but, yeah, we uh, we tend to do a lot of the small self-distributed. We, we still go through the distributors and get beers from them, too, because some of the really good breweries that are small breweries go through distributors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sun River. Uh, we love Sun River Brewing. They've got great beers. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, um, 
the clientele that you guys have? I mean, you've kind of got this wide spectrum of a younger crowd coming up out of the apartment complex like you mm -hmm. talked about, but then you have this uh, like boomer, pre-boomer type uh, group yep. that comes in as well. Yep. And so is there a difference in the beers they like, or do they all like the APA, IPAs, hazies? It is all over the is board. Is it really? We have to have a sour on tap because there are people <laughs> who want sours. We've always got ciders on tap. We've got kombucha on tap. We started doing hard seltzers because they've become popular and people want them. Right. Uh, yeah. We always have four IPAs on tap. No more than four. Some, well, <laughs> usually no more than four. We, we try and always have one sour. Uh, we've always got four kombuchas on tap. Uh, we we typically have three or four ciders on tap. Right now we have three ciders and a hard kombucha. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a cider, right? Right. Uh, we try and have two taps for meads. Okay. Um, we were very disappointed when Nectar Creek closed their doors because they'd been on tap pretty much continuously since we had opened. Really? Wow. Uh, and three wines. Oh, and three yes, wines. We always have three wines. We have a red, a white, and a uh, rosé, typically always on tap. Sweet. Good. Uh, Good. And then you serve food here? We serve food. We have to because otherwise kids can't come in. And right. We've got three grandkids, and the only way we get to see them is when they come in here. <laughs> uh, well, almost. Uh, we, we, Thursday nights, we've got a group of board gamers who come in and play board games. They show up about 6.30 on Thursday nights, and we're, if we're lucky, they're done by 10. Um, <laughs> if you're lucky. If we're lucky. Sometimes we're out here later. I mean, our, our, our hours from 11 in the morning until 10-ish at night, and we've been here as late as 1 o'clock. Wow. wow. Uh, you know, it all, it all depends on how busy we are, how many people are here, and how tired we are. Right. So talk to us about your busy nights. So what is a busy night for you? What day of the week is usually your busiest versus what is the slowest day for you? Wednesday through Sunday are busy days. They're popping. Okay. Mondays and Tuesdays are typically our slower days. Okay. Um, right now we're not real busy on a late Sunday night. Right. We've had a really good day during the day. Right. Um, we had live music last night, so last night was a really busy night. So let's talk about live music. So what is that doing for you? Because I know like... Uh, <clears throat> Our friends Joe and Jay over at Pacific Growlers were doing live music, and they were having a hard time with some of the copyright stuff and oh, the, royalty the, the, stuff. The music mafia is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. They're, yeah, no, they're just a nightmare to deal with. That's um, exactly. And they, and they were having it all the time, and they were the only ones for a while. And then you guys started doing live music. So you've obviously found a way, but we, we don't have We any, pay the mafia. Yeah, we don't um, have a West Side music venue where no. people can go yeah. listen to music and have a couple pops. We have so. a few people that come in every time we have live music. doesn't matter who's there. They will be here because they love live music. Right. And, and we're close by. We're close by. We try to have live music at least once a week. Great. Um, Friday or Saturday night, usually. Sometimes it's a Monday. January, we had music seven times. Uh, <laughs> February, we had music six times. Uh, we, we had some people who we were able to get a hold of who it was like, okay, we're going to shoehorn you in here. We had Jennifer Batten play here. Um, if you're not familiar with Jennifer Batten, she was lead guitarist for Michael Jackson for three years on world tours. Sweet. She played the halftime Super Bowl with show with him in uh, 1993. Wow! She now lives in Oregon. She came in and played here. Packed us, just wow. packed us. Um, we've got a bunch of local musicians who come in and see us on a regular basis. Uh, we've got one gentleman. The only night we get him is Monday nights. So when Steve's here on Monday nights, it's always a, a pleasure. Um, great. No, that's great. That's good to hear. Again, 
West Side, you don't see it typically a lot of music downtown. You'll see some music to kind of draw people downtown, but we need more of that. And, and I love that because it differentiates the business model, right? There's a thousand different tap houses. I can go over to Safeway, which is in your same parking lot, and get beer. Yep. And what are you doing that's different that will draw people here? And it's just that. It's the music. It's the food. It's that personal touch. Um and that's what we appreciate about Hops on Tap. So, One of the greatest compliments we ever got was somebody who came in and says, I love coming in here. I sit down here. I've got a TV on. I'm, I'm talking to my friends. I feel like I'm sitting in my living room. Right. And it's like, what better compliment can you get from somebody other than saying, your place is so comfortable, I feel like I'm sitting at home. Right. right. You walk in, there's leather couches and a little fireplace thing over here to the left. <laughs> and. I mean, it's just got this Sometimes comfy type Sometimes there's feeling. kids running around screaming, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, they're my grandsons. But. <laughs> we've, we've got a whole bunch of games over here people to play. We've got puzzles. We have a little Jenga set, and then we have a Jenga set made by made out of uh, two-by-three pieces of, of board, so it's a big Jenga set. Um, we've, got, exactly we've got what chairs with a lamp with a whole bunch of books there. We Sweet. encourage people to take books home. Bring back different books. Good. Um, a book exchange going on. Yeah, I've managed to get introduced to a couple of different authors by, by customers who brought books in, which mm. has been really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gotten to in, introduce a couple of people to, to authors that I really liked. So. so let's talk a little bit about how you guys jumped into the tap like house market. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so I know, we, I know we danced around it in the prior interview over at Cooper Mountain, but let's talk remind the listeners again about what you were doing before and then how the partnership came together and then kind of uh again some of the hurdles that you guys faced early on because <laughs> oh, there were goodness. some hurdles right there so, were yeah. oh there were um so so originally i have a, a younger friend who wants to open a, a brewery and I went, ooh, open a brewery. That would be really cool. I mean, every home brewer's dream is open a brewery. Right. And then I looked at what it costs to open a brewery. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to open a 10-barrel brewery, you need about a half a million dollars to right. start or more. It's not going to happen. And then over in the Grove is this little tap house called Flyboys. And he's got a brewing permit. And I went, what a great idea. Open a tap house and then... And so I pitched this to this young guy. I said, you know, if you can't afford to open a brewery, open a tap house, and then once you're profitable, start brewing beer. Right. And Joe looked at me and said, you know, we could do that. Do what? (laughs) She goes, open a tap house. And I told her she was insane. I'm not sure she's still not insane. But, you know, it's only only crazy until it works. Um, So we did this. Uh, with no clue what we were getting into other than general ideas of, okay. I mean, we spent a lot of time going out to different tap houses. We met Jay and Joe over at Pacific Growlers. We went right. over to Three Mermaids. We, we, met, we went to Iron Tap and oh, met yeah. Sunny out there. Uh, those are the local ones we went and saw. I mean, we, we went down into Salem. We went into Portland. We were in Hood River talking to people and looking at what they were doing and how they were doing it. Um, we got really lucky with this location. It had been sitting empty for 10 years. Right. Wow. Uh, a new property management company had bought the property, and they wanted people in here. So in spite of the fact that we had no experience doing what we were trying to do, they went ahead and leased us the property. Um, I was working full-time 
Monday through Friday, 40 plus hours a week when yeah. we opened, and then coming in here in the evening and, and working evenings and weekends here. Uh, wow. It's, it's been crazy. At, so, at what point did that switch over for you? Uh, two Novembers ago, uh, I got let go by the company I was working at. Um, there were some disagreements between me and management, uh, to say the least. But so, so they released me, and uh, I came in here full time. Uh, this year, Joe and I hit retirement age, so we went ahead and started pulling our Social Security checks in because that meant we didn't have to make near as much money from the tap house. Um, I thought this would be nice. Uh, more money we, but sure, we're uh, <laughs> absolutely we're this. Last five months, we're at a point where we're actually being able to pay ourselves regularly again because the business is doing so well. Um, it's been a really unusual experience. It's been a roller coaster. Yeah, there's been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, you get really excited, and then you go, oh, God, what did I just do? <laughs> uh, it's a lot of work. So you've opened it with uh, friends and family, right? Yep. Which uh, for some, I mean, if you were to talk to most business people about opening a business with friends, they they're saying bad we, idea. We talked long and hard about whether or not, because we've known Pat for over 30 years. Right. Yeah, we've known Pat since before we had kids, and our kids are in their 30s. <laughs> so it was like, um, do we want to do this with our friends? You know, And then he got an, an offer he couldn't refuse from Intel. Okay. And yeah. so he was going, what do I want to do? You know, And then we said, well... So, we asked him if he wanted to, and he thought about it for a while, and he joined in. So Wow. Three years, and we're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> we, we haven't killed each other. Um, we, we haven't hired hit men. Uh, we always, I thought about it for you. We, but, yeah, well, uh, oh, boy. Typical husband wife. We've been married for four yeah. years. I don't, that's good. I, don't, I don't look good in orange. Yes, yeah. you, sometimes you just have to remind yourself, I don't look good in prison orange. So I'll have five beers, and then I'll forget about who you are, right? right? Yeah, so. That's right. But... Um, yeah, there's been lots of ups and downs and stresses and unstresses. But the, the hardest part, for, the hard, the biggest hurdle for us to overcome was the fact that this was empty for ten years. Right. You're on autopilot when you go by. You know, it's yeah. empty. Right. I mean, yeah. we had signs and lights and banners and flags and people going into the restaurant next door and leaving, and then one day we've got live music at the door open, and somebody comes through and goes, "How long have you been here? <laughs> About a year and a half." And it's like. I've been going to these people for a year and a half, and I never noticed you were here. Yeah. So the live music has paid off yeah, in, no, in that way. Uh, you can open the doors in spring and summer and fall, and people hear the music and go, what's going on over there? Right. So I think the biggest hurdle that we broke, though, finally, was the first snow we had after we opened, and people were not going to work. They came, So they came down the hill on skis. <laughs> that wow. And they were going to Safeway to go shop. And they went... Beer. What's that? Beer. Let's go have beer. a beer. <laughs> and so the busiest day we had ever had at that point was the day when there was six or seven inches of snow on the ground and nobody could drive. Wow. <laughs> Thankfully, we had an all-wheel drive vehicle, and we live close by, so we were able to get here. Uh, but it, it was like, wow, we could be this busy a lot. Yeah. And yeah. the sad part is, is that busy day from way back in January of 2017... That's now a normal day. That's wow. an average day. Sweet. Uh, so that's how much things have changed from the busiest day we've ever had at that time to our normal days. Um, it's been amazing to see the growth change and the number of people. We've got 
a fair number of regular yeah. people who come and see us all the time. I'm sure people in the back can hear that voice in the background. That's Greg. <laughs> and Greg is our bar cricket. <laughs> you know, everybody hears about barflies. Barflies are horrible things that make you crazy. But everybody loves crickets. Crickets make that nice sound. You enjoy hearing. Greg's this guy who goes and meets everybody and talks to everybody and just welcomes them into the door. He's Norm. Yeah, he's our Norm. He's Norm. norm. He's, he, is, he is our Norm and then some. So, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Sweet, good. Well, so let's talk a little bit more about beer selection because I'm fascinated with the beer selection. So mm. that's my that's who, who picks the beers out of you guys? Me. Joe okay. picks Joe picks almost everything. Every once in a while, Pat and I will go. Ooh, we're going to order this, <laughs> and, and then after the fact, tell her we ordered it. So do you um, do you like so Jay for Pacific Growlers uh-huh. orders all the beer for right. that right. group, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm fascinated because oftentimes when it's a husband and wife partnership, I'm finding that the wife is the one choosing the beer and then she's squirreling away beers as she goes and then pulling them out as she goes. Uh-huh. What what's your, how do you pick? Right? You're looking for things west of the west, west of the Rockies. Rockies, right? You're looking for stuff that's local. Local. Uh, odd it, names. Odd, odd names. Um also the fact that I have categories I have to fill. You know, I only have four taps for IPA, so I, we rotate through this quickly. So I'm always looking for a new IPA, but I always try to have a brown, a red, and you know something a little bit for everybody, a pale. You know, but it, it rotates around, and it's like, ooh, that sounds like a fun name. Or I do actually taste everything that comes through this door. Although I, IPAs are my least favorite, next to sours, but I taste everything. I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, she. When when, a, when an IPA comes in, she used to get the IPA, take a sip, and make this god awful face, <laughs> and then go, "That's going to sell really good <laughs> because yeah. the flavor is there, and she knows it. It's just not a flavor she I likes." Think, yeah. Right. Um, so you it's good lager, pale, yeah. But you know, it's really funny. You get to the point where you go, "Okay, this isn't a type of beer I, I like, right? But this one's been made really well." Okay. Yeah, she's yeah. gotten really good at that. So I see a fair amount of gentlemen here, but I also see a couple female clients as well. Uh-huh. How do, is there anything special you do for beer selection for those uh, compared to others? Or um, is it pretty much you're buying beer for just everybody that comes in? But I'm, I do have a few people that like the fruit or beers, like you know, okay. your, your mangoes or oranges or whatever. But I try to have something a little bit, mostly if generally an umbrella. I, I mean, you've got. I don't focus on one particular. You, you've got to have a light beer because some people just want. Right. What do you have that's close to a Coors? Right. What do you have close that's to a Hefeweizen? What do you have close to a Blue Moon? So you always want to have something similar, but completely different. Totally. Yeah. And then you get somebody. You know, it's like we always have to have a stouter porter on tap because we get people. That's all they drink. Right. Um, we had when we first opened, we didn't carry sours. And we kept having people say, do you have a sour? When we first opened it, I bought beers for the, what they like. So there were a lot of browns, reds. That first, yeah, the first <laughs> couple of months, we were very light on light beers. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, right, yeah, it was but, pretty much all browns, reds. But, you know, we've, we've learned a lot, you know, what sells and what doesn't sell. Uh, you know, we always try and have, we've got two taps that are nitro taps. This time of year, they're dark beers. Okay. We've put cream ales on nitro. We've had IPAs on nitro. We've had reds and browns on nitro. You know, it just depends on the season and 
ooh, this looks different. That's <laughs> yeah. often what happens. Hmm. She got a, she got a cider. It's called Richard in the Dirt. I mean, come on. Right, right, right. How could you not buy that? You got to buy that. Uh, beer. But Dirty Tom. Yeah. <laughs> that was a beer that was. I was. She bought it without having any clue what it was. Grumpy, yeah. grumpy Tom. That was grumpy a Grumpy Tom. Tom. Grumpy, grumpy Tom. Tom. Uh, and it was that brewery's take on a mixed cocktail. Yeah. And it had all kinds of weird, unusual flavors in it. And it sold really well. In part because everybody, Grumpy Tom. Got to try Grumpy Tom. <laughs> you know. Uh, so weird names will often get bought just because they're weird names. Um, we get a lot of samples brought into us, and that helps us a lot with, with things to try. Right. Uh, we recently had somebody bring us in a hard uh, latte. Okay. Never heard of a hard latte hard before. Latte. Hard latte. So it's, it's a chocolate, it's a mocha latte with 5% alcohol in it, and it was delicious. Wow. It's your morning beer. Yeah. It's your bo- yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a Baker's Dozen. <laughs> they, uh, po- well, the interview from last week with yeah. Brian Yeager, yeah. he's doing a coffee, beer, and donut festival in downtown Portland. I have to believe the White Owl Social Club in Portland on March 22nd. March 22nd. Oh, that sounds and good. That, that latte beer sounds like it would go perfect with that. So. <laughs> it does. <laughs> the gotcha with that one is it only comes in cans. You can't oh. get it in kegs because it's got milk in it. Okay. Ah. But... Uh, yeah, I expect we're going to have that in the refrigerator real soon. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so the reason I asked the question about uh, male clientele versus female clientele is that I was actually reading on the way back from the Timbers game an article from a uh, lady that talked about how she was insulted a few nights ago about um, a, she walked up, ordered an IPA from the bartender at a local tap house, uh-huh. and the bartender said, eh, that's pretty hoppy. Why don't you try a sample? And so, 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 so let me get this straight. You were reading on the way home from the Timbers game. Yeah, absolutely. You weren't driving, were you? That's sexist. Why, could, why can't Debbie drive there, mister? That's kind of the point of this discussion. <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> you know, it's really funny is that we'll have somebody come and go, um, what's this? And I said, well, give it a try first, and if you like it, great. And if not, we'll get you something different. Because the last thing would you want to do is pour right. somebody a pint of beer and have them not like it. But I understand well, that, this point, too. But that's the discussion that I had with my wife. Is yeah. I, as I'm reading this about like this insult this lady was going on on this diatribe was just that point. I'm like, to a tap house or to a brewery, when I waste a pint, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. I, if I'm wasting 10 pints a night, um, that's a big deal in that if I can just pour you a sample, right? Right. And you don't have to pour out your pint and me pour you a new pint. That's things saved. But but that being said, there's the customer service side where I want to make sure that you've got a good beer. So if I'm going to be insulting, I'm going to be insulting to everyone, I think, oh, is what the point is. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm sorry. I'm not going to insult you. I'm going to say, do you want to taste it first or do you want to go? Just go for it. I never say, that's really strong. You should taste it first. Gary, it's like, Gary, it's, do you want to take a taste? So I just go all in, don't I? All, all in. There's, there's no... Yeah. There's no pulling punches. I mean, it, it is what it is, and that's all that it is. It's either going to be good or it's going to be crappy. And I, nine times out of ten, I'm like, eh, all right, let's go. Still, I've had multiple people say, no, I always do 16-ounce taste. I've never met a, met a beer I didn't like. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm always one to go, you know, I'm not. somebody goes, I'm not sure. I'm going, well, try this one and this one and tell me which one you like. I'm always willing to try and help somebody find a beer that they're going to like that they've never had before. That's one of the great things about this is to introduce something to somebody to something completely different from what they say they want right. and have them go, 
that's really good. Right. I only drink light beers. I don't like dark. And then you say, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. Close your eyes and taste right. this. Yeah. And it's Ooh, a white, yeah. it's a white yeah. stout, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. That yeah. totally brings or up. It's, a, it's an amber, like a, a white dark amber, or, or a mild, not hoppy red. And they're going, wow, this tastes so good. Right. Yeah, just right. close your eyes and I love doing that with people. It's wonderful. Well, that's great, Gary. What do you got? Um, I think we've covered a, a good amount of it. The the kind of the one things that just to reiterate, when you walk into this place, it's very homey feel. It's like walking into your living room or the the man cave. I don't want to say the man cave because it it. See, more you know, room bullshit. Has, <laughs> I'm being the sexist a hole, but um, <laughs> no, it just has that 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 feeling where you can just walk in you can sit down you can relax there's no tension in this place whatsoever it's just that that except during certain sports games well (laughs) that that's to be expected right when we mentioned the fact that there was a coffee shop before right we just kind of kept that vibe yeah that was my idea was the english style pubs where families would go and hang out and play games and do all that stuff that was kind of part of that yeah, it's, comfortable. And there's little, like no stress, right? I come in and I'm just like, eh. I mean, I've been in here when it's busy, right? So the Cooper <laughs> oh, Mountain yeah. Day when you guys had that uh-huh. tab, man, this place was popping and crazy. The porch was crazy. Everything was yeah. crazy. But still, it was that still that same vibe where it's like, yeah. eh, I walk up to the place, get a beer. You guys were mm. running like crazy. But, <laughs> that happens. That happens. But I wasn't. I was like, eh, I'll grab a beer and go out and sit on the deck here. So. But see, it's still, you joke with the customers, you have fun with them. Uh, you make them smile. Right. Uh, you keep pulling my cord in it. Oh, I didn't know. I, was, I kept wondering why she was doing that. She's but, flirting. Flirting. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not it. That's not it. But, you know, it's well, the big goal is just to make sure everybody's having a good time. Um, because I want to have a good time. Right. Totally. Right. I want to be a, I, and when I go someplace, I want to enjoy when I'm there. So, the, you know, I kind of want to do the same thing when people come here. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's been a uh, wonderful interview so far. So, oh, he's got one more. One more. Uh, no, I was just going to say, we've got one more of the partnership to pull into this interview. Yeah. Um, well, before we go, so I want to say thank you to you guys, which is where I was going. So Very definitely. Thank you for this part. Yeah, absolutely. Him and Pat can play. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to press pause, and then I'm going to go grab another pint, oh. and then we'll go from there. So, there you go. have a pint in front of you. And we've got Pat with us now, and the one of the questions that just jumps right up at me that I want to ask is, how you got involved into this? <laughs> well, um, it was a, a weird coincidence that uh, I've been working in Intel for 28 years, and uh, in April they let me know that I was going to get, you know, released, <laughs> released to the wild. And um, 
So my last day was uh, June 24th, I still remember, and uh, 2016. And so they, they gave me a great uh, severance package. I was on my way out, and uh, within like four or five days, I was going crazy, didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> Knew I didn't want to work in IT again, but didn't know what the heck I was going to do. And strangely enough, these characters, Dave and Joe, um, approached me and said, you know what, we're thinking about opening up a tap room. <laughs> We'd already signed the lease by then, by the way. Right. And so uh, I said, well, I'm not doing anything right now. And so I asked my, well, she was my... Uh, my girlfriend at the time, she's my wife now, uh, asked my wife, um, what should I do? And she said, well, what are you doing now? And I said, going crazy. So I said, I got nothing better to do. Let's give it a shot. And the rest is history on, uh, what was it, July the 1st. We signed the lease again with me included. Yeah, we added him to the lease, yeah. and away we went. Yeah. Wow. So when you guys think about one of the things that came up earlier in the podcast was you you really got to be careful in a business standpoint of going into business with friends. True. Because a lot of times that can ruin not only the friendships, but a lot of times that can actually ruin the business. Mm. So from your guys' standpoint, how have you managed to keep the synergy going to mm. where not only the friendship has probably blossomed from this experience but also that, that the business has also blossomed because of that. Wait, does that mean I have to tell the hitman not to kill him next week? <laughs> you, you do. Oh, okay. You have to call oh. off that hit. Yay. Um, <laughs> no, it's the jokes in part that keep it sane. This is true. This is true. We get along really well. We always have. Uh, Dave and I have known each other. I haven't done the count. but At 30, least 35 years. 35 years. Uh, old. Well, 1986. DCC. Yeah. 85. Yeah. 85. That's 1985. Right. Yeah. Mm. So a little while. Well, a long yep. time. Small amount of time. Yep. And uh, I don't know. We've stayed in contact a lot. You know, we, we you know, have gone on vacations together. And uh, it's just always been, you know, real easy with that. Hmm. And I think one of the strong parts of our relationship, our partnership, is that we all have our good, you know, aspects, thing, things that we do well. Uh, like I'm sort of chief of operations, right? Okay. So that means that that my uh, OCD and cl- at cleaning really comes in handy. <laughs> it kicks in. <laughs> it kicks right in here. You know, I see a mess and I just I can't leave it. So, I mean, and, and unfortunately, when something goes wrong with the computers, it's me who gets to fix it. Yep. As um, I said, I do not want to. Even do though IT you got the anymore. IT guy, right? Yeah. Well, I was the IT guy before this. That's what okay. I did for a living That's was true. computer support. So, so it sounds like you guys have very defined roles oh, within the business. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we still cross over between things, but yeah, oh, we sure. all do. Oh, yeah. Joe's the one who cooks fastest. Okay. Uh, I'm the one who talks to everyone. Uh, Oh yeah, he's great at the front. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm in the back, you know, slinging dishes and washing, and you know, doing glasses. And, and every once in a while, we make him come out and talk to people, yeah. and they all love it when he does that. So, I see a collaboration beer up there, and yes. I'm sure it's not the collaboration beer that was here the last time I was here. Oh, it is. It isn't really. Yes, it's the the Cooper Mountain version of brewing of of our blonde ale. Wow, are they are they supplying like? 
like keg after so, keg, or so Cooper Mountain just upgraded from a one barrel to a three barrel brewing. System. Oh, they finally did. Okay, they did their upgrade. Okay, so the first beer they brewed was they brewed three barrels of our blonde ale. Sweet, mm. yeah. uh, very nice. One and a half barrels of that came to us. The other barrel and a half went into a whiskey barrel. Oh. So we did our whiskey barrel aged blonde. I don't have any more of that. It's uh, all gone already. Oh, no, it was it gone fast. really fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. It was it was mm. very very good. Did the customers uh, get to taste it? Oh, the customers drank most of it. Okay. I will admit. <laughs> uh, I did not. I actually did not drink much of it at all because it kept selling really well. <laughs> right. Uh, so they just brewed another three barrels. We have. Two kegs of that now. Got it. They've got four kegs of it. They're keeping cold for us. As we blow through these kegs, we'll get more kegs from them. So we're going to have actually have our blonde on tap at least for the next two or three months. Uh, and at that point, we'll probably have them brew it again if we're not. Well, no, we won't be brewing ourselves yet. Okay. Uh, Is that so? I, I'm hearing a hint here. So you guys are looking at we brewing. are talking with them about buying their one barrel system from them. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be starting the paperwork to become licensed as a brewery this year. And then where would your brew space be? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it will be in the back uh, because they did it all electrical rather than, than propane. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got. Two 220 outlets right by my back door. We will probably actually roll the brew system outside and brew the beer outside. Wow. And then roll it back inside when we're done. Uh, I'm pricing unit tanks and trying to find a a good one barrel unit tank that's not $3,000. Right. right. uh, Because that cuts my floor space in half between my bright tank and my fermentation tank. Right. but, yeah, they're real anxious to get us to take the, the one-barrel system off their hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris's wife is going to come down and, and help me do the, the Trade and Tax Bureau website application because it isn't that it's hard to do, but you have to answer every question the right, right way or right. it can cause you delays. And they're telling me that right now that it's basically a year to go from starting to the process to getting your permit to brew. Wow. Wow. But so I did not well, that's know a, that. That is a long time. <laughs> it's a yes. really long so, time. Well, that's exciting. Um, you guys heard this here here first that Hops on Tap will soon be brewing their own beer on a one barrel system here. Yep. Um, and that, that's exciting stuff, you guys. That's, that's a exciting. big step forward. So. And at that point, we will probably, hopefully, have. The hot blonde on tap and the dirty hot blonde on tap. Yeah. <laughs> the dirty being the barrel-aged version, no, correct? No, that's the drunken hot blonde. Oh. <laughs> the dirty hot blonde was inspired by Ten Barrel Sinister Black Ale. Okay. And I went, I could do that to my blonde ale. I can make it black. And so I took my blonde ale, and it now looks like a porter drinks like a blonde ale and has just a little bit of coffee or chocolate notes to right. it. Hmm. Just a hint of that darker malt in it yep. just to give it some just color. Just a little bit. It's very well, nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's just fun. Yeah, no, that's totally exciting. So let's talk a little bit about also um, the neighborhood that you're in, okay, and the neighbors that are here. How collaborative are the other tap, tap houses um, you've got one just down the road, a little bit of another mm-hmm. mile or so, um, but there's really nothing else around here. You've right? got not you've really got close, three mermaids no. in Tualatin, right? You've got Tap Forey up the street. You've got Tiger Tap House down in downtown Tiger. Right. The new game store has 
beer and drinks in it right across from Max's on Max's Fennel Creek oh, down there. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the brew pub down there. So, I mean, there are things around, but there's nothing at this end of town. No. Right. Um, but the great part was I have people come in who said, yeah, I was at Tap 40. They said I should come visit you. Or I was at Tiger Tap House. They told me I should come down here and see you. Yeah. So we're sending people to them, and they're sending people to us That's on a great. regular basis. Uh, I had somebody come in who said, yeah, the bartender down at Hops and Drops said I should come and visit you guys. <laughs> well, the bartender at Hops and Drops is one of our regular customers. <laughs> right. Uh, but he says, yeah, if you want a, a great selection of beers, go try this place. Because right. they said they were from Tigard. Um, and they'd never been in. They didn't even know we were here. Again, that's been our one of our biggest things is people just don't know we're here. Right, right. Yep. Um, well, and it's kind of tucked in, right? So Hollywood Video used to be two doors down, right? And you've yep. got Woo's Open Kitchen that's been here forever, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So to yep. me, that's almost the landmark of, hey, they're right next to Woo's, right? Because everybody knows that Woo's. That is often what right. we say. You know, <laughs> we're, we're across from King City in the Safeway parking lot, right, right next door to Woo's at the opposite end of the building from Petco. Right. And they go... I know where that is. I know where that is totally right. Yeah. So, yeah, and that Hollywood video back in the day was oh. booming. At the same time, coffee people was here. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, it's, it's tucked back a little bit, and you've got to look to see where it goes. Um, but definitely check this place out again. The when you walk in, it's gonna it's got that homely feel. It's got a relaxed feel that's there. Fantastic selection of mm-hmm. beers that are up there that you're not going to see many other places. Um, you heard it. You've got wines. You've got hard seltzers. So everybody can be happy with the selection they've got. Well, and we've also got a good selection of food. And oh, we've got good. a refrigerator full of sodas, uh, uh, tea, soda. We actually have some CBD soda and CBD seltzers. Okay. Uh, we've got juice boxes for the kids. If they're toddlers, those are complimentary. Okay. Happy toddlers make happy parents. Happy parents stay Drink longer than, than unhappy parents. <laughs> oh, and the um, free popcorn. Don't oh, and, forget the oh free yes, popcorn. don't forget the free popcorn. I was eyeballing that popcorn a second ago. <laughs> um, we try and make sure there's always fresh popcorn up there. Um, sometimes we get behind. Our customers will scold us. And they will let us know when we've <laughs> yeah. gotten behind. Especially Greg over there, right? Greg right there. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> no. he's, he's not really a popcorn Greg's not guy. a big popcorn eater, but, no. but the gamers. The gamers. We run out oh, of popcorn, yeah. the gamers will say, hey, can you please make more popcorn? <laughs> Are you guys doing trivia? Are you doing the we trivia? We have not done trivia. Not yet, yeah. Uh, we've Maybe talked someday. about it. but I'm totally going to insult the trivia crowd. Don't do it. Those, and I rarely cuss almost all the time. Those son of a bitches, every single time I go over Pacific Growlers, shush you. they shush me. Like, I go in, they'll shush the owners, they'll shush me. Like, everybody's shushing people. I'm like, oh, that is would trivi- not, like, trivi- that would not that go more. over well here. And, yeah. and it's not, I it's I not a soft shush. And it's not even a joking <laughs> There's the door. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, that isn't going to work here. Yeah. So, yeah, those guys. That, uh, that wouldn't work. Yeah. So, no our, trivia, our, you heard that here. Our, our people are not quiet people. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Um, they come know, here have, for a reason. They, they come, come in here exactly. and they talk and they laugh. And uh, I had a group of six come in today who brought their own game board, game box with them just yep. so they could, uh, <laughs> they could sit and play games. That's perfect. I, it was wonderful to see. That's great. Um, usually we have a, a puzzle set up to be built. Uh, I don't have one set up right now. Uh but you know, it's just lots of fun. I mean, yeah. we've got we've got toys for everything from toddlers to adults. 
because again, my granddaughter's a year and a half old, so there's got to be something for her to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boys are four and five and a half, so there are games for them to play with. So we've always got toys for the kids to play with. We've got games that are aimed at teenagers. We've got games that are very much adult only. Uh, we we had a group of kids come in they grabbed cards against humanity they were 14 or 15 my wife went over to the parents and said you know I don't mind but are you aware the kids have cards against humanity mom stood up and said oh hell no <laughs> and the Cards Against Humanity went away because it's not an appropriate 14 year old game. You know. um, right. But we have lots of games that they can play. Exploded Kittens. We have the not safe for work version of that, which is not child appropriate. Um, it's got boob wizards, okay? Um, and other such strange things in it. So, yeah, our, our Exploding Kittens is not kid friendly. But, um, I mean, I mean, come on. We've got Pokemon Sorry. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you got plenty of stuff here. So yes, Plenty. Well, I'm going to conclude the interview. I want to thank you guys for hosting us here. So, oh, fantastic. Thank you um, for coming in. Check these guys out. Hops on Tap on 99W, uh, border of King City and Tigard, sitting in the Safeway parking lot. Fantastic tap selection. Wonderful, warm atmosphere when you walk inside. Um, obviously, we came back after uh, interviewing and being here before, so uh, we like it here. We do. Um, and certainly, a, if you're from Tigard and you're listening to the podcast, um, check out Support Local Business. We love to support local business, and this is a fantastic Tigard business, homegrown in the area, so check them out. So. Yeah, I grew up in Tigard. Did I, went to, I went to Templeton grade school. Woo, there it is. Uh, graduated from Tigard High School. Uh, both of my boys went through the Tigard School District. Uh, my wife grew up in Lake Oswego, but we'll forgive her for that. <laughs> and, and Pat's from way out there in St. Helens. Yeah, but, wow. you know. The sticks, uh, as we call them. Yes. <laughs> but I've lived in the Tigard area most of my life. Well, check out Hops on Tap. Again, you heard it, local business. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you so Thank much you. for coming back in, guys. It's good to see you again. How'd that go, buddy? What'd you think? I thought it was fantastic. Everything you imagined? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's great finally having the, the third piece of that puzzle in there to kind of give a little bit of uh, a different nuance of, of how everything happened and how things are currently happening. Yeah, good good set of folks here at Hops on Tap. And, uh, again, big thanks for them uh, to them for having us out here. So Very definitely. So this Timbers match, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah. how to look on TV? Because the optics in the stands sucked. I, I got to tell you, um, watching that on TV was painful. Um, you know, we we had some great opportunities to score goals, uh, but as soon as as soon as there was a counterattack, we got smoked. Um, and that's, it seems like every year we talk about the same thing and it's our defense not being prepared for either a counterattack or something else. And it's usually a counterattack. They get it dropped in behind them and they get beat and they get caught watching the ball. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think there's a twist. So remember that 
in New York. Yeah. Serve, or Giovanni, or Gio, as we want yeah, to call him. Yeah, Big Gio. Yeah, played a high-press system. And he was known for this explosive offense, and really it was meant to score five goals, and then if you scored five goals on anybody, then, then it didn't matter if they didn't scored matter. a couple, right? Right. Yeah. And so it didn't really matter about the defense. It was all about the offense scoring goals. And yes. so, And that really is this year is that he thinks he's got his horses, and that's what he wants to play. It's a high press that he's playing. So he's pulling most of those guys, yep. all but three of those guys, he's pulling up. And we saw that tonight. Right. But it, in my opinion, that system, unless you have just the most amazing center backs and one defensive back that's sitting back, you're going to get your ass smoked. Right. And Viafania got burned like over and over and, and over. We, and Maria got burned. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think it. I mean, it, to me, it's it, the system makes sense if a team is not very good at counter, right? So they don't have a lot of speed, and you know they're scouting wise. You go in, right. and you know they're not very reactionary right. that way. Um, but for a team like Minnesota that has a lot of speed, a lot of speed. I mean, it was easy. They just dropped the ball in or one long pass down the middle to their guy, yeah. and they would put it in. I mean, we got cute. Absolutely smoked. I mean, watching on TV, it was the two or three long balls that they did are what they they absolutely crippled us with. It was a long ball and super fast guys. Right. So we got lit up. So I think he's playing his system, but I think that type of system may work in NASL where it's not a primary league. Right, and yeah. you can pick a couple star players, and they make a difference up top. But not this, working in that MLS, no, not not today's MLS. No, There's no way in hell. We're gonna. It's gonna be a long freaking season, and he's gone halfway through if this continues. Because probably, yeah. This is a. We need something a little bit better than this. Got to get it fixed because the offense up score, up front. We didn't really have any. Debbie said we had two or three shots on goal, and I'm like, we didn't really have. We had one, I think, yeah, that was for, truly top left corner. From watching it on TV, they had multiple opportunities. They just didn't capitalize. But they weren't on frame. Uh, true. Right. True. So there was so a the lot guys of shots. Got to be putting stuff on frame. So we we dominated shots. We yep. dominated shots on goal. Yeah. We dominated possession. We dominated percentage of completed passes. We dominated a lot of that game, but, but we got smoked on the counters. We didn't finish, and we got killed on counters. Absolutely right. lit up on yeah. counters. So something's got to change, and this is game one. Nashville comes in next week, so we'll be watching Nashville play us. I watched a little bit of the Nashville-Atlanta game. Yeah. Um, Nashville's fast, dude. They've got some fast dudes, and Dax is on the team. So yep. it'll be interesting to see how we respond. Um, but I, I got this gut feeling it's going to be a long be a, season. It's going to be a long, painful and season if we keep up what we're doing now. Merritt spent a shit ton of money on a bunch of players. He and did. I don't see this thing translating with this particular coach in this scheme. So and I don't know. He He may pull it out, but. It, it'll be tough. You're a lot more optimistic than me. I always have been. Bottom of the league, baby. That's what <laughs> I I'm always going. have been when it comes to the games. <laughs> you want to know how many four-letter F words I saw <laughs> or I said uh, about Alonzo today? <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> we all do. The best. The best part of the night was when he got his yellow card, and I'm like, yes. thank God. So, yeah. Because that guy. Um, so let's talk about eleven dollar and fifty cent beers. Woo. Yeah. So, where, where do you see that? Providence Park, $11.50 beers. Redonkulous. <laughs> Same beer selection, $11.50. That's just, pardon, you know what? 
FC keeps FCC come after me. That's fucked up. Yeah. So we need. Are to, you kidding me? We need. I am no longer drinking at the stadium. I had no beers at the stadium. Eleven fifty. No yeah. wonder I'm going broke. Pre funk and post funk. That's what I'm calling. No more beer at the stadium. I'm calling boycott. God. And how, so how can they? I don't even understand how, from a business standpoint, you can logically justify raping your people that are coming to your stadium with eleven fifty for a beer. Eleven fifty for a beer. So ridiculous. Um, but there, and I can tell you, the beer lines were actually smaller today than they've ever been. Well, yeah, because nobody wants to pay eleven fifty, right? Yeah, twenty two bucks. I'm like, screw that. You go get two beers, and, and you're, you're twenty three bucks in. Twenty three bucks in, and. Most people are going to drink more than two beers at any any sporting event unless it's costing you that much money. You want to know how much I uh, paid for two beers at a uh, little tap house around the corner there? Like six bucks. It was happy hour pricing. I paid five bucks per beer. I had a barrel-aged tough love from Crocs. <laughs> Jeez. And that's not just a small beer, people. That's, that's a big... That's usually a high-dollar beer. Right, and Debbie had an Occidental Coal, so a little bit lower-scale beer. But yeah. still, we walked out. That was 10 So your total bill was probably $10. 10 or 11 right? Yep. Yeah. And then I had two more beers, and Debbie got a Nitro Porter, Ooh. which was phenomenal. Yeah. That and does then, sound tasty. And then I had something else that was barrel-aged. Go figure. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not I'm remembering yet. what that was because I was unconscious afterwards. <laughs> but that that being said, our total bill was $23. So four, I had four beers, for four two of which beers. were barrel-aged, and one nitro and one Kolsch. And it was the same price as it would have taken for two, two beers. beers at the stadium. Asinine. I don't get it. I just don't get the thought process behind that. So here's some research we're going to do. Okay. We're going to figure out who the beer buyer is for Providence Park. Who Punch the, him in the dick? Yeah. No, I'm going to be much kinder. We're going to have him on the podcast. <laughs> so that we can punch him in the dick. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. so, it could be female, though, so careful. Yeah, I can't say that word because then we'll be in trouble. I'm going to punch him somewhere. So. Yeah. We're, but, uh, no, I, 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 no. I want to ask a question about beer selection. I want to have that conversation. We've talked about it for a lot last year. We have before. because they started raping people on that before. And then I do want to talk a little bit about beer pricing because I, I want to know how much the, like, is there a franchise fee in order to, like, provide the service? Yeah. Right? So is it like a, hey, we're the beer buyers of America and we're going to serve beer for Providence Park. And so in order to be the beer buyers of America serving at Providence Park, we have to pay a franchise fee? Yeah. Or is it uh, simpler than that and they were awarded a contract and they can charge whatever they want to charge? But I want to know 1150 from what I saw, is it impacting how many beers people are buying. Yeah. And my prediction is we get halfway through the season. People stop buying beer altogether. And we're going to have a bunch of old kegs sitting there because, again, they pre-bought a lot of these kegs. Yep, so. and nobody wants to drink it for 1150 Yeah, absolutely. So here, here's what really makes me laugh my ass off about that is there was an email that came out from the Timbers um, establishment bragging about how they were going to be keeping the the Wednesday pricing the same as what it was last year. So, hey, hey, that's wonderful and great, but guess what? There's, what, three Wednesday games? Yeah, well, and they're talking about happy hour pricing and 60 yeah. minutes part of the game pricing. But it, it, three days out of how many? That's it, ridiculous. That's like saying, oh, yeah, you know. 
I'm not even going to get into it because it pisses me off so much. Well, I just looked at Mr. Nichols uh, just texting me. You want to know where Mr. Nichols is at? Uh, oh, they closed that place. So I don't know. Mr. Nichols is in Disneyland. What? <laughs> he didn't go to the game tonight. He, been, he didn't oh, even try to sell his tickets. Right. He's at Disneyland. Oh, he did try and sell them. Um, Nobody bought them? Well, he did his usual last-minute thing of saying, Oh, hey, by the way, we're not going to be using our tickets tonight. Does anybody want them? Well, we almost got them for Cam, but then I was like, I'm not paying him for that. Because no. then that just reinforces his bad behavior. Bad behavior. Bad doggy. Bad. Bad, bad Timmy. Bad. That's our bad mascot. <laughs> <laughs> That's two weeks in a row. We haven't chastised the bad doggy. <laughs> <laughs> bad mascot. <laughs> So, oh, but yeah, no, goodness. he's back in Disneyland, I believe, somewhere. I in think the, it's for the last time, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe in the subcockles of my mind that he said yeah. it was the last time. Last time, he's not renewing, so they're trying to get the most bang for the buck out of this. Right. It's a world of happiness, a world of fear. It's a world of something. And a world of beer. There well, you go. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a small world after all. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're not going to get that out. No. All right, buddy. Well, that's enough about the Timbers. Um, we are running up against it. So um, next yeah. week, I don't believe we have any interviews scheduled. Not yet. So I have an interview in the books. Okay. Um, I was informed by a listener, as a matter of fact, that, Ooh. hey, you guys got a lot of interviews. It's best if you have one interview a week because it's hard to keep track of what's going on. I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. So um, I have wow. one interview that I'm not going to put into this that we have holding. That we can put in for next we week. Use for next week. That will okay. offer us a buffer, and then we can give two weeks to work on a pending interview. So it sounds like our listeners want us to slow down on the interviews. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, again, if we can keep it around an hour is what I'm told. Oh, yeah. And yep, yep. not just, like, bombard them. Well, and we kind of knew we were going to be up against that last week. Yeah. But right. uh, yeah, it, we were an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> 90 over, minutes. Get over it, listeners. Yeah. I Pure mean, entertainment. Come on. Two of us talking about <laughs> sweet love. Talking about anything we want. Talking about. Freaking talk about. Tough love. <laughs> oh, I hate tough love. I love tough love. I had a pint yeah, I know today. you do. You, just, yeah. you and tough love and, and the abyss and freaking tequila and all that shit that's nasty for you. I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah? No. Nothing? No. Nope. All right. Well... <laughs> So uh, I think that, how are we doing on the Pacific uh, City Pelican interview? Um, have you emailed I, them? I have not. I need to. <laughs> you rap bastard. Well, I got to tell I you. If I beat you with my interview before your interview? It's going to be, it's going to make me look stupid. I don't even remember what mine is. So. Yeah, exactly. You don't. <laughs> I don't either. Mine's, I had two kilts I drew originally, but they're yeah, closed. Yeah, and then it, it ended up being somebody else that we wanted to go, that we've been wanting to go to. And I can't remember who it was. I'm going to have to go back and look. Yes, you are. Into the archive. Um, but I do need to get our contact from uh, Pelican from you, if you've got that. The the guy that we met with last time. Well, you got to listen to the interview. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we gave his phone number and so email now, address. So now i got to do homework. Like, like I don't have enough of that right I now. I got it. I'll give you some. I, w- I won't make you dig too hard, but... It's been a hard week, dude. Hard week. It's been a hard night. I'm leaving it right there. My hands are under the table yeah, right now. Yeah, I know. Right there it goes. <laughs> Started off soft. Wow. 
Now it's hard. Oh, I'm so sorry, listeners. You got to hear all that. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, uh, let's get out of here. So it's been a great uh, interview and great day. So nice job yeah. setting this up and getting this done. Uh, fantastic beers. So I had the Gumball IPA. It's a collaboration with Floyd's Brewing or Two Floyd's Brewing and yeah. Boneyard. Uh, and then I had another beer that um, I'll tell you about later. <laughs> what was your beer? Um, I had the Blonde Ale, uh, their collaboration beer. So, Oh, fantastic. Um, I went with, I told, walked up, told him I need the lightest thing you got on the board, and that's what he gave me. So, And then I've yet to sample this 21 Baltic Porter, but you sniffed it. so I did. It smelled fantastic. So we'll post all the beers that we tried here at Hops on Tap yes. on the podcast. So by all means, check out Hops on Tap here in 99W. Great place. Um, also remember that Brian Yeager's Baker's Dozen Coffee Stout and Beer Festival is coming up on March 22nd. March 22nd. Um, it's going to be a absolute pleasure if you like dark beers and especially paired donuts with, with those. Yeah, with mm. sugar. should be fantastic. It's a Sunday, so what better thing do you have to do Sunday than have coffee, beer, and donuts? And donuts. And, and, you're, and it all happens... Uh, Late morning, super early afternoon, and then it's over. Absolutely. And so then by 2 p.m., you're out of there. and Rush your day. You have to go do other things. You take a nap from 2 to 4 and then get up and <laughs> rally and hit Pacific <laughs> Growlers or hops on tap. So right. And then you're here. Absolutely. Oh, and, and Bevel Brewing. Uh, we got to check out Bevel Brewing at some point because Bevel. uh, Bevel's in uh, Bend. And so I said I was going to stop there for Zwickle. Yeah. Did not make it by. <sighs> And uh, so they had reached out, and so we owe them a trip. Okay. So, so Bevel Brewing, we're coming at you soon. Soon. Sometime soon. Maybe. Sooner, when, sooner than when we draw your card. It depends on what my work schedule does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a sad fact, dude. Both of us. I really don't. I'm not looking forward to finding out what this work schedule is going to be could like. We could just jump off the cliff like these guys did and open a tap house. We could. We may not make a lot. We may not make much at all. We may drink a lot of beer and just <laughs> sit on the couches. Be a couple of drunks on the couches. Hey, you guys can serve your own beer. We're back over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, just go up. Just pull it down. Yeah, whatever you need. So just do, what, do what you got to do. Just leave the money on the table. Leave a fiver on the table. That's right. I said a fiver. <laughs> We'd be broke. <laughs> Yeah, not five pesos, you jerk. <laughs> a fiver. Yeah, a fiver. Leave a fiver up. Not there. a high fiver either. <laughs> All right, buddy. Let's get out of here. All right, man. Tim Beers. 